0: Well, swords are gay, swords are gay, swords are gay, swords are gay, swords are gay. It's Homo Sword you're <laughs> <laughs> crossing swords.
1: Pew, pew. Or wait, what are, what are the, the sword clanging noises? <laughs> right. There you go. So this is our issue uh, 157. I'm Kalen. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan.
2: I'm
0: Adam. And I'm Brent Wingate.
1: And we have a very special guest today. And if you couldn't tell, uh, this is part of our Crossing Swords uh, podcast crossover. Can we say crossing and cross more times? We'll find out. Uh, But I really, I'm so happy to introduce uh, Dylan from House of X. Uh, Dylan, tell us a little bit about yourself and about your podcast.
3: Well, I first want to thank all five of you for having me. Um, My podcast is called House of X, like Caitlin said. It's comes from a facebook group that i started back in 2016 and we actually had the name house of x before hickman's epic whatever and i feel like i should sue them but (laughs) i can't (laughs) um but me and my co-host regina are both admins of that group and we just like talking about comics so much we used to be a part of a different podcast, but neither one of us were in charge and we didn't like that. So we decided to make our own.
1: Thanks. I love that you're like the X-Force to that podcast X-Men. You're like, you're going off on your own. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're and you you're can... one
4: of the captains uh, within Krakoa at this point right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dylan. Dylan's definitely like magic, I feel. He's got the big <laughs> sword and he can open up a portal into limbo. Um, and. Uh, house of x is a wonderful uh, facebook group uh, uh brent uh ryan adam and i are all members on there and we comment a lot um and we have like wonderful discussions so dylan again thank you so much for being on today's podcast before we get into uh, the first chapter of uh, ten of swords which is creation we're going to do a quick little recap of excalibur number 12 and x-men number 12 which are the two prelude chapters and ryan's going to lead us in that
4: Yeah. Thank you, Kayla. Um, So in Excalibur 12, we finally, finally see how Apocalypse's plan comes to fruition by using the deceased externals to create a gate connecting Krakoa to Otherworld. Already it's convoluted. And in X-Men number 12, we learn of an even more convoluted backstory of Okara and how the Twilight Sword broke this once unified island into two separate islands the first one we know which is Krakoa and the second one is Arako that has been at war for centuries begun the sword wars has
1: (laughs) (laughs) I hate that so much so okay I'm gonna go into a a quick uh, recap of creation number one the first official chapter and we open with the four horsemen uh, the original four horsemen as they chat about their dark army tearing down Araco and the Tower. In the Citadel, Saturn gets a message from a Paul Revere type from Del Delor, uh, one of the kingdoms in Otherworld. The horsemen are coming! The horsemen are coming! Uh, Saturn pulls out Ye old Tarot deck, and we get to reread the free comic book day issue of X-Men, but with a few changes from that issue. Meanwhile, Tarot, yep, the one from the original Hellions, gives her own interpretation of the, of the Tarot deck. The Eternal Gate opens and an injured banshee comes out with the High Summoner riding a Cthulhu, I think. Uh, Apocalypse does another quick recap of the story of uh, Krakoa and Arako, but this time for the Quiet Council. And a majority of the council votes to close the gate, but Krakoa agrees with Apocalypse and says, "'Hey friends, y'all are lovely, but you're guests, "'and I need to be reunited with my one true love, Arako.'" In other words, the external gate must stay open. Apocalypse forms an unsanctioned team made up of Havoc, Polaris, Monet, Siren, Richter, Beast, Archangel, and Rockslide. They travel to the gate and meet the Four Horsemen, and, they it, uh, and the Four Horsemen immediately betray Apocalypse. We find out the High Summoner, speaking of betrayals, has also betrayed uh, uh, the mutants of Krakoa, and the armies of the Four Horsemen attack. Watching from the citadel, Saturn finally intervenes and freezes the battlefield. Rachel and Cable find some important impor, important info in Banshee's mind. Cable qu- quickly brings this information to Scott and Jean, telling them of the Summoner's betrayal and, and an important source of power. Meanwhile, back on the battlefield, Saturn says there's going to be a mortal combat between the <laughs> champions of Araco and, uh, and the champions of Otherworld, and the ten of swords on each side are named. Scott, Jean, and Cable locate the source of power in the vision, and they uh, and they use Cable's. Light of Galador, the sword that he got in his series, as a power source to restart sword, as in the, uh, the entity uh, that existed, uh, um, um, you know, in previous comics. So with that, uh, we're going to have a little bit of discussion. I'm going to turn it over to Adam uh, to talk through some of the questions that we've got.
2: Yeah, first question. Why can't I pronounce Saturnine right? Saturn, oh, Saturnine? Saturnine?
4: Okay, for the purposes of this podcast, can we just call her Opal? <laughs> opal, Opal, Opal. <laughs> because I don't know how to say it, and I feel stupid every time. Wait, that's, that's my... No, that's, ice, that's Iceman's beard. That's my niece's <laughs> dog's oh, name. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. The, okay, there is cross. Also, I
0: okay. br- believe it's pronounced Opal, so... <laughs>
4: <laughs> I apologize, yeah. You apologize? Uh, okay.
2: All right. Oh. Uh, no, but real, real first question. Uh, what did you all think? Obviously, shitload of content and just three issues of recap alone. Uh, where do you stand on this? What did you love? What did you not like? I like the
5: fact that Polaris was the leader of this group. It actually showed how she should be written,
4: um, certain writers. <laughs> I, I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed this, this felt at, at the start of it like it might be a very convoluted story, which we know Hickman's writing can get in a lot of different things. But at the very end of it, and I know I'm skipping ahead, but it did come to a point where it basically was like, everyone's going to fight. We're all going to get a sword and we're going to fight. So like we went through this whole thing, this island, that island, uh, upside down, high, high priestess, but like, all of it, we're just going to have swords and fight. And I like that. <laughs> I like that I know what I'm getting into in this alpha issue.
5: Brent? I felt like this issue, I totally understood everything that was going on. I didn't really feel like I needed to read it twice. The excellent number 12 was like, I got to read this six times. What the fuck's happening? Yeah. It's more.
0: Sure. That was me doing a voice of Clark. So, <laughs> oh.
4: Great impression.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, reading Excalibur, there got to be a point where they're introducing, you know, all this stuff that it's really complicated and it feels very much like tolkien in its structure that there's like this massive universe that is very hard to figure out where things are spaced, you know, even geographically. And I think that the one thing I really liked about this as an issue was that it it set up these really monumental stakes, this of deep rich history that not everyone knows all the intricacies of but then it laid out some very clear rules about how the story is supposed to kind of progress so that you're not lost in the fog wondering uh you know where is this supposed to go Kevin?
1: I'm actually, I, I really did like this issue a lot, and I agree with everything that's been said. I'm kind of amazed at how linear and straightforward it was. It almost mm-hmm. didn't feel, in like a like a Hickman first issue where he just sort of drops you in media res, and you're like, I like this, but what the fuck is going on? I guess X Men Twelve did that, that was, job, yeah. Um, but but uh, creation was very 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 straightforward, and I think Tolkien is a great way to to. Um, compare it to because it feels like the beginning of a quest um or or like a fantastical sort of like hero's journey dylan
3: i like when i was younger when it came to x-men crossovers i love the fact that most of them would intertwine a bunch of characters and it wasn't always just like here's a story about wolverine here's a story about storm here's a story about cyclops i love that the creation issue focuses on tons of other characters that are not them Mm-hmm. especially Monet because I love Monet mm-hmm. so I love that this had a lot of Monet and Siren in it
2: yeah no I'm a huge in agreement with everybody in terms of right characters right characterization and I'm gonna keep calling it Sortal combat and I just love <laughs> that they immediately jumped into it like earth world and other worlds are now in battle like I Shao Kahn's gonna show up at some moment I just know it Um, But definitely much tighter. And I would say, I recently started trying to read through the uh, Infinity uh, crossover series, and that was also by Hickman. And I um, found myself, like, it's really interesting because you can, I don't necessarily, I haven't fully finished Infinity, and we don't know where X of Swords is necessarily going. But even just the sort of starting point just feels much tighter. So it's like we were all saying, there's lots of good lore, but it's a laser focused story right now on characters, motivations, and development not just big cataclysmic battle, which we always know that Marvel crossovers tend to
4: suffer from. Um, Ryan. Just starting at the beginning of the issue, uh, I know we've seen these character designs for these apocalypse children. I like the revelation that these are, in fact, his actual children, which I thought was really cool. And the sheer design of them are so, 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 so cool. Yes. It has, like... Brendan Fraser's 1999 like the mummy like <laughs> shook because like this is how it could look. It looks so good. I, I love each one of them. They're all so different and they, they feel like a force that like you would actually be scared of, which I'm really excited about.
2: Yeah, so that was a huge moment, obviously, I think, both the children's betrayal as well as just introducing them alone. like I always love a good lead into a villain kind of thing. Um. What other big moments stood out for you all in the issue?
5: I liked when Saturday turned um, the little um, Anubis kind of guy into like a little tiny cute version. And he was like <laughs> three feet tall. He looked very sweet.
2: Yeah. Cute. Um,
1: I was intrigued by M's motivation. I love Monet like Dylan. Um, I think she's a phenomenal character and has definitely been underutilized uh, throughout the years, but you know, every other character, like you knew why Siren was there, you knew why Havoc was there, you knew why Polaris was there. M basically said, or somebody said about M, I think it might have been Beast and Archangel when they were talking, it's like she's looking for a job. And I'm wondering if it's M trying to take over Otherworld. Like she wants to be the Majestrix. I mean, and that's I what you kind of said. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, very, very intrigued by that. I also had one other observation about, um, uh, what this reminded me of, uh, was the original Secret Wars uh, miniseries from the 80s, mm-hmm. where you had the Beyonder, like, taking all the heroes and the villains to, like, you know, this planet battle world, and they're all, like, kind of stuck, you know, in their each, each of their camps, and then they have to fight. And uh, I know Jonathan Hickman's a huge fan of Secret Wars, because he did his own version of Secret Wars, you know, around 2015, which is the culmination of his Avengers and New Avengers work. Um, so, uh, I, I gotta believe that this, that was an inspiration
2: for Ten of Swords.
0: On. Brent? As far as a moment goes, I think that, you know, when you look at, uh, the Dawn of X and just Krakoa as a nation state in general, one of the things I think we really like is the geopolitics of it. And I didn't expect the geopolitics to be so literal that the island would object to, the ruins by the people who live on top of it. Uh, I thought that is such an interesting moment to have the quiet council decide something and then it's vetoed and the terms of their arrangement are made a lot more explicit by that interaction. Ryan? The moment that
4: uh, stood out to me was one that was truly a travesty for this comic, which was rock slide was just basically slit in half they even did the outline of his real body just so you know he's dead
5: he's super
4: dead don't forget it he's dead and I'm like why are you doing he's he was such a happy-go-lucky person that just went on the mission with them.
2: My favorite part is that he was like, we're friends. We played a game of checkers once. How could yeah. you it, it,
4: it, 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 I was I
2: like, mean, I don't really feel the friendship. I didn't really feel, I saw it was cute, but I was like, that wasn't really built cool.
0: as well. That's as that. the trick, Adam. No yeah. friend would ask you to play checkers.
4: <laughs> he, he was a little bit like, you barely wear a clothes and I barely wear clothes, so we're sort of <laughs> friends or whatever. I think there was some partnership there. Mm-hmm. But the idea of it is hickman doesn't do things without purpose so i feel like he is going to get resurrected at some point maybe be, like pinocchio like he might become a real boy or something like that <laughs> with just some rocks like on his like the side of his face or something like that so i i don't know but i'm excited to know what's happening next because you know there's going to be something there Kalen,
1: uh summoners uh heel turn was the least surprising moment it's like of course he was going to break bad i'm like look at him look at him (laughs) come on he doesn't wear any clothes
2: uh dylan Uh, dylan Dylan.
3: i liked the fact that we actually got to see an entire vote of the quiet council we haven't been able to see like any of their votes and then i just wanted to mention about rock slide he's died before on missions like there was a mission where they went to limbo
4: oh d- don't he, even tell yeah. me i love it yeah and
3: he blew up and then was able to recreate himself from the the land in limbo so yeah. i don't really like think he
5: will be fine
3: i feel like he, he's fine i don't think he's dead but who knows but i think i think
0: that in the last issue of whatever that like when they when he was playing, he was finishing the game with Summoner that Summoner pointed out, oh, you've got this kind of like interior mm-hmm. that like helps you rejoin together. And that by Fair. cutting that in half, that that is a way to kill him. Um, yeah,
3: all the other times that he dies, he explodes was just himself. He <laughs> yeah,
0: blown so up not- in half. Yeah. Yeah. He's like,
4: uh, if you use a sword, I'll die. But if I explode, I'm fine. It's uh, fine. It really doesn't make any sense. It's
2: Dan'sbury rules. And they're only like one resurrection uh, play away until I'm sure something's going to happen. But Clark? I like how
5: Hickman does not like leave anything behind. Like the fact that they use Tarot, the Hellion character, because it's all this Tarot stuff. He just didn't ignore that fact. So it wouldn't be me complaining about the fact that he's not using that. (laughs) So he's actually like listening to my internal monologue. And deciding, oh, shit, we need to use that because Clark says so.
4: Yeah, but also not giving her any sort of screen time where she's not on panel. Oh, that's she's fine. Just we don't like, need that. She just has like a <laughs> live journal. Like it's not even like, that's not fair. Yeah. Well, she she
5: showed up and got smacked down by Cat's Eye in the first episode of Hellion. Because mm-hmm. Empath made her. Kaylin, what do you think about all this Alan Moore connected stuff with uh, Roma and Merlin and Mad Jim Jaspers and the uh, Fury as part of the Otherworld Kingdoms?
1: So I spent more time looking at that infographic of all the kingdoms uh, than I had and I was trying to go through which ones actually existed and which were created new for Ten of Swords. Uh, I freaking loved it. I went and reread uh, the Alan Moore, Alan Davis, Captain Britain, which is unfortunately not on Marvel Unlimited. It's only like hard copy. And it was like that period when Joe Quesada was editor-in-chief and he and Alan Moore had some kind of a detente. And Alan Moore even wrote like a little introduction for the publication. And it, you know, after that, like Marvel pissed him off, like DC had pissed him off, so whatever. But I loved it. The only question I had was, I thought at one point Roma uh, oversaw Otherworld and Saturn was her subordinate. And now it seems like that's flipped and I don't remember when that happened.
5: It it happened with that shitty new Excalibur stuff that Claremont got into.
1: That's why I don't know about it it, because I didn't read it it
5: all into garbage. And I guess they didn't want to use Roma like that anymore because it was too shitty. Yes, right.
0: And I just say like a a thank you to uh, Apocalypse for when he was talking to the quiet council and they're like, We don't know who the fuck you're talking about. And he's like, They're people you would never have heard of before. And I'm like, Great. I feel so
4: good. <laughs> I, Red I I, like, gets I it. like I liked it because Apocalypse has tried to explain that. It. It's almost like Hickman getting frustrated, being like, I'm tired of explaining this. I've yeah. done it three times. I have to explain it to you people, store. You don't understand. Like, he's like frustrated, and as we all are, you know what I mean? He's all
1: Meanwhile, the, the Quiet Council says, you know, Excalibur is the one issue of, of Dawn of X that we don't <laughs> read because it's too confusing.
4: Uh, guys, were you excited to see Mad Jim uh, Jasper's back? Because I was. Yes, I haven't seen very, him in much so. very much years.
5: He's interesting and nuts, so. so yes. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah.
2: Um, so speaking of shit that I don't think previously existed, there's 12 swords for Araco and 12 swords essentially for Krakoa. Okay. There's and 11 10. and 10. 10. I didn't yeah, do the It's 10 of fucking swords. Um, <laughs> those, I don't know why I thought 12. Those swords from the Arako side have not previously existed, correct, besides Muramasa? Like, we don't know of these swords? I googled well, twi- the them all
5: correct. Yeah. Okay. yeah, Twilight Sword the, the, is the, the only one that has. they talk
2: Right, about yeah, that came up as a result of this crossover. I mean, the Pog Ur-Pog, I can only imagine just... Rolls off the tongue and is probably featured in many an old X-Men. I mean, that's going to be one of
5: the
4: characters they're introduced.
2: Right. Um, Why is the Ramasa on both sides? Do you think?
4: I don't know. I really don't like. Maybe there's like a Wolverine doppelganger that like just comes in is like like on both sides. I'd love to see that,
3: Dylan. I think Dylan's yeah. Um. Well, I just wanted to point out. I don't know if any of you noticed it, but. Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> When they showed those two, the uh, Pestilence person and Spy or Spiral, Pestilence and Polaris talking about the different names of the swords, I thought it was really interesting because Polaris used to be a horseman of apocalypse and she was
2: Pestilence. Mm. So that's I just thought point. that was yeah. nice. Oh, uh, that's yeah. a really good option. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then alternatively, there are also still three Krakoa swords that we don't really know about. The Starlight Sword, the Scarab, and the Skybreaker.
4: Okay, so it seems obvious that the Scarab will probably be Apocalypse's sword, because it sounds yeah. so damn Egyptian. Yeah. Very Egyptian, yep. And then, uh, the one that sounds like the elements obviously sounds like it might be Storm's sword, because we see that promotional that she has one. So the, I don't know what the last one is. The light of who is the the, starlight? Starlight. You don't think it's going to
0: be Dazzler's sword? (laughs) Why? Why would you
4: get me excited? It's (laughs) just a giant disco ball as a sword. That's the one we don't know, I feel like. Kalen, what do you think?
1: I was going to say, going back to the Muramasa sword, I I mean, it's a cursed sword, right? Like, it is clearly, like, um, it's Wolverine correct me if i'm wrong because i haven't read it in a while but he used that sword during uh the enemy of the state storyline when he was controlled by the hand Um, didn't he or did he not use it then it was used a lot in wolverine origins as well like it's been a while since i've read a lot of those issues that clearly yeah not a great (laughs) series but it was I mean the sword itself is very tainted, and I think as a result of that, I think it can probably switch allegiances. maybe that's the reason why it's on it's in both categories, both for um the four horsemen as well as the Krakow and mut- mutants
4: interesting as a person that loves like unity on both sides this makes me really uncomfortable that one has 11 swords oh. and one has 10 <laughs> swords. I'm like I I, I I woke up in a like a sweat last night and I'm like well what why the, what does it mean? Dylan explain it to me please. What do you think? Oh I, I don't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what do you, think? Ryan I, that's why it's evil. <laughs> I just wanted to say that I think the starlight sword is probably going to be connected to the citadel mm-hmm. and I think since Opal, because I don't know how to say the other name either. uh I think since she hates Betsy so much, because I feel like we've seen previews of Brian with a sword. Mm. So mm. I, th- yeah. I think that's going to be a sword that Brian has.
4: ah uh, Yeah, that's a good guess. I, mm. I would get behind that.
2: Uh, you mean a Starlight Sword and a Starlight Citadel? Maybe. <laughs> I would
4: never have put that together. <laughs>
2: Um, no, that's a great point. I I can't wait to see the Magistrix get her ass in gear. Um, so the swords weren't the only thing that were changing, uh, especially from new comic book day. We had a lot of tarot cards flipping over, uh, between the free comic book day. Uh, we didn't get to see a lot of tarot as Clark mentioned, but we did get to see the cards that were pulled. Um, what are your interpretations of why this changed knowing that Hickman and obviously a lot of this planning would not, you know, go without thinking about it?
4: Did, did you guys see the differences between what the free comic book day issue was yeah. and what creation issue was? It's, it's so, it's so little that I don't really know what the, I don't is. like those
0: highlights magazine, like spot the difference. Yeah.
4: <laughs> well then I'll yeah.
0: stop sending them
4: to your house. I don't know why you, you're mad. I fill in the crossword. Caleb, they basically
5: all would have spoiled <laughs> it more had they Written, been written that day in the first one. They're all, and they're much more, they they have much more flourish, they make more sense, they spoil too much, so I think that's why yeah. they change them all up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Caitlin? The
1: one that I noticed the most was the Hanged man card, because in the original, in the Free Comic Book Day issue, you had Glob Herman behind Apocalypse, you had Banshee flying, uh, and then you had what looked like Trinary, uh, you know, right behind Havoc in the Creation number one, um, it's now Rock Slide behind Apocalypse. It's Siren flying, as we know, who's she's there to save her or to, you know, avenge her dad. Um, And the Summoner is there in in, in place of Trinary. So I do think with Clark, Clark's right, I I think they didn't want to spoil some of it. But I also have this weird theory that they originally wanted to use Glob and, like, I think Ed Brisson and maybe Vita Ayala, who's going to take over for New Mutants after uh, Brisson leaves has plans for Glob Mm. Herman, and they didn't want to include Glob in in this. And so you remember, Ten of Swords was supposed to come out a lot earlier. It was like 10, it was going to be like 10 or 12 chapters. And then, you know, because of COVID, everything got pushed back and then they decided to make it a 22 chapter uh, uh, series. And so, you know, the free comic book day issue had been like written and drawn Mm -hmm. several months before. It was supposed to come out in May, uh, which is when free comic book day is. Uh, coinciding with the black widow movie release which is like what they always do that didn't happen so everything i think shifted around uh and they had to make modifications to uh to what's happening with the crossover Got
2: it. i like that um really intense question if you could go on a date with one of the characters <laughs> that apocalypse has assembled for his team who would it be and why is it polaris <laughs> I Clark
5: <laughs> I don't know I want to go on a date with Unis the untouchable but he's not on the team he's just telling the story for that, some reason that, that would make would sex really hard yeah that date would
2: be the worst at the end of the yeah. day, no no he just you kind could of you could, you could done just
5: done. look at each other and, 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 and do things you're like always trying to stare
1: directly in each other's like, eyes like creeps. <laughs> I'm attracted to him but he's repelling me
0: right <laughs> I, I think I'd probably pick rock slide as long as he promises not to bottom. <laughs>
5: oh, he doesn't, wait, No, Brent, he doesn't have genitals, and he's talked about that fact in right. comics.
0: Well, then never mind. Pass.
5: <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> Dylan? Um,
3: my usual go-to answer is whoever's the hairiest, but I don't like Beast, so mm. I'm going to pick M, because oh, I, the hairiest. I yeah. might like to be dominated, so...
2: Yeah. going <laughs> I serve your penance. Um, can we, can, um, I, can uh, I add
0: one point, comment to the dominating thing? What is the deal with Richter, like wanting to be Apocalypse's sub? Like, he is <laughs> obsessed.
5: It's gross.
0: Kalen?
1: It happened in Excalibur, but I can forgive you for not remembering because it just happened in between the pages. They didn't uh, give enough development to that, to that relationship.
5: Wait, you're uh, I talking about Excalibur not having a lot of things on page that make sense.
1: I know, shocking, <laughs>
5: shocking, right? Shocking. Um,
1: but the person I'd go on a date with is probably Archangel because you know he'd be like he'd be like Angel in the streets, but Archangel in the sheets. And so oh, you get a little that. bit of a you get a little bit of a bad boy. It's like yeah, I was one of the Horsemen at one point. I was deaf. The I main horseman.
4: I love that for you. I, love- I only <laughs> want to go to a date with Archangel
5: if old women have tricked him into being a mind slave.
2: <laughs> My like favorite part about that, Caitlin, though, is like Archangel sounds terrifying in the sheets, He's, like slamming <laughs> you into walls, breaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, Maybe I yeah. want to be oh, dominated too.
4: It, he does love to cover me in weird knives that like cut me open, but also like it's fun. Yeah, it, I mean, it wouldn't work out honestly. Blood play is a thing. Oh no! That's true. No. See, given how like a '90s character,
0: given how <laughs> inconsistently he's Archangel, I feel like he would be Archangel in the streets and Angel in the sheets, and like you'd go to dinner and Archangel would make you pay. And, <laughs> take him home and he's like i'm angel now I, I only do missionary yeah yeah he
4: he's like in a he's in a uh, like a suit every day for work and as archangel and then he comes yeah. home and he's like i just want to relax and he just lays there sprawls out his wings you know him
1: we've got Star fishing got it
4: um to go back to who i would be, as a fellow shrieky type of person um i have to go with siren because I like uh, a, a boisterous uh, lover. So I think she and I could get along pretty well. You like daddy issues. issues. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. love, oh, one of my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> top of the
1: I can list. just I can just see uh, Siren <laughs> Ryan to be quiet. It's, yeah. it's, it's too loud.
3: <laughs> you would make her drink again.
2: I know. Oh my god! Oh. I would. I would love the trick. She's like, "You're, you know." I think we have the same superpower. I'm gonna scream and jump off this cliff, and you should do the same thing.
0: <laughs> up there.
4: Oh my god! And like, one of us will fly. It'll be fun. Have you guys been talking to my exes? Because how dare you, <laughs> Adam? Did you pick one? Um, I, I kind of, I find,
2: especially because of the most recent Hawkespog series. I kind of want to go on a date with apocalypse because like i I feel it's like your daddy issues, yes, oh my God, super daddy issues, like he's like got this like cool, calm, collected presence. like you know, if Empowering. you went out to dinner, he like everyone'd be so fucking terrified, you'd get exactly what you ordered, and you wouldn't have to worry about it, but like he wasn't he wouldn't be rude to people, he would just be very commanding, and then now you're you're very rude Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then he would just, I don't know, apocalypse me in the sheets. I don't have a good joke yeah. for that.
4: And and he would say like, say my real name, say my <laughs> real name. And you're like, I don't know how to do Oh yeah, know. no, every that's time.
0: That's I can't that's even part. say
4: Saturn. No, that's the best part. When
2: he's <laughs> fucking you, every time you come, you just go, oh.
4: OK, so should we put a no. warning on this issue? Because we've never gotten this sexual.
0: <laughs> as long, as long as he looks- as long as we're talking about stupid things, can I just <laughs> take one pet peeve I have? Yeah. I really dislike that it's Krakoa and Arako and they're anagrams of each other. It's like having kids that are named like Mark and Carm. Like, <laughs> so stupid. Can, just give it a different name. Oh my gosh.
2: Yeah, I, but I, it, Okara is also not a use of all of, like I don't understand where Okara comes from either. That was my like sort of setup, And I, I didn't realize it was an anagram, so I'm impressed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a Rocco.
5: I want it to be like Krakoa and, and James or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something easy like to James. pronounce. Yeah.
2: James Island. Um, yeah. Well, so, in terms, obviously, beyond the dating, is, what what do you think of this team? Are they gonna be actually featured, or are they just gonna go the way of Banshee and be taken out of play almost immediately? Kalen? I think
1: it's gonna be, uh, the uh, initial chapters will be a quest for who has the swords. So that team that we saw, some of them will be sword wielders, some of them won't be, but clearly, like, Cable is gonna come into play with the Sword of Light. You're gonna have Storm coming into play with Skybreaker, very likely. Um, you know, uh, you'll have a recovered apocalypse, obviously, as part of that team. But I do think it's going to be, like, like this is, again, to Brent's point about this being Tolkien-esque, this is, like, the fellowship part. Like, the first
5: mm-hmm. third of
1: it will be that. And then we'll get into, you know, sort of the climax and then ultimately the denouement. Ryan?
4: Uh, yeah, I'd have to agree. It's probably going to obviously shift to probably whoever the sword wielders are. But I I do think this team will be featured a little bit. And through seeing all their voices and how much like screen time they're actually getting, I I do think Monet's like moment is now. She was featured pretty heavily in House of X and Powers of X back in the day. So like it, it feels like Hickman or maybe a bunch of other writers, like she's got such a defined voice. It feels like they really want to elevate her to one of like the most well-known X-Men within the, like, I, I'm super excited for her. Like, it feels like it is her future going forward. I feel like there's something uh, coming up for her. I mean, Dolores
5: and, and Havoc have their own team, so they'll probably bring their teams into play in terms of trying to find swords. Go do
2: a mission, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's
4: probably true. Yeah.
1: List. And we'll see that in the next chapter, which is X, X Factor. So that's Polaris' team.
4: Can I ask a question to you guys? Okay, so the Quiet Council met. Do you agree with him, or do you agree with Apocalypse and a Living Island? Which one do you agree with? <laughs> okay uh, uh,
1: If I was on the Quiet Council, I'd probably vote to close the gate. But as a reader... I want to see what happens, you know? <laughs> Obviously, this a storyline. So I, I will say about the Quiet Council, I think it's the first time we saw Kate actually on the Quiet Council, like actually sitting there yeah. with the rest of the council members. Dylan? Great outfit.
3: I would agree with anything that Emma said because she looked like she really did not want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> <She>
5: <laughs> or care so that the
3: island was in danger. She was just like, can we do whatever so I can leave? So right. I uh, agree with her.
4: Also, <laughs> Sinister was being such a sassy gay bitch during yes. that meeting. Just like every day at every meeting you've all ever met, just being like, why I, I, let's just close it and be done with like
0: he hated being there <laughs> and I love it. Him That's and them what they be sound like. <laughs> yeah. So going back to what kalen was saying about, you know, you know, I would support the council, but you know, go with Kirkoa for the story. If you actually yeah. translate what Kerkoa literally said it was fuck around and find out. <laughs> uh, I did really appreciate
2: how little the Count, like as Emma and the side of the council, like Sinister were just like, what the fuck are you talking about? We don't have time for this shit. Like we got other things going on. <laughs> just, I did really like how dismissive they were of the plot line as opposed to like everyone being like, this is the biggest battle we're ever going to have to face. They're just like, why the fuck do you open that portal? And what are you talking about? <laughs> Um, so I would, I probably would ed- edge on the arrow, close it. Cause I'm like, I love when they just listed out every single group that's currently against them. And I'm like, yeah, these are a lot of fucking people.
1: Kayla, yeah. <laughs> I actually really did enjoy the way that that unfurled because I hate it when characters are misshapen mm-hmm. to fit a certain plot. And of course, you know, the Quiet Council is like, we continue to get attacked. Professor X was killed in the first issue of X-Force, for God's sakes. You know, we don't need this. And then having Perkoa come in to say, no, 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 no. This is how it's going to be made a a ton of sense to me. Uh, It's like, um, do you remember the, uh, remember Aliens that came out in the 80s uh, with Sigourney Weaver? What's one of my favorite action movies? And it's (laughs) like, they want to, they they want to like basically blow up the planet where the xenomorphs take over and then they can't. And so it's like, they have a Captain Sensible plan. And I feel like the Quiet Council had a Captain Sensible plan mm-hmm. and they were overruled. And I, I fucking love that part of it.
2: Kaylin, please never refer to, you might remember a movie called Aliens. If you don't remember Aliens, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. You should be watching Aliens right now.
0: <laughs> We've
2: never talked about Aliens on this podcast. Yeah,
5: was, but everyone
0: assumed it. It was, it was prior reading material. <laughs> Have you guys? Oh, oh, that brings up a good point. Have you guys seen Star Wars? Yeah.
2: yeah. Never heard of it. (laughs) Moving on. Um, uh, personal question. Are you more of an Arako mutant, a Krakoa mutant, or a High Priestess?
1: I mean, Adam. We know you're a high
0: priestess, so let's yeah, just get that out of the way. Bitch, I was going to say you're a high priest, <laughs> Adam. Adam, with the amount of hookah <laughs> and weed you do, you're a high priest. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> that's
1: exactly right.
0: Um,
4: uh, I, I, would, I I identify as an Arako mutant because I just love like. Drama. being of the earth and just screaming and just yeah walking around just like, just like not knowing what's going on that's my that's my baseline. So I,
2: I was going to say camera you camera and Clark camera. are the two Aracos to me and then Caitlin yeah. are the C- Krakoa. I think
4: Clark and I would be Really.
2: Yo, what do you think I you want to be? I don't want to be dead. Basically all <laughs> the mutants in Araco are dead. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> You're um,
4: only dead on the outside.
2: Okay, well, Plus. so now, yeah, Dylan, Dylan, you, <laughs> you've identified how we all fall out. Who are you spending time with?
3: <laughs> I don't, I I guess I'd probably be K- Krakow and Mutant. Yeah, I see
4: that for you, yeah.
3: I'm all Water. nice and
4: lovey-dovey. You, you're <laughs> hanging out at that, like, bar. You know, that, like, fun, yes. like, green bar. Yeah, that, yeah, I can see you there. Blo- <laughs> you're getting drinks from Blob.
5: <laughs> Why can't I be the demons?
4: You are. You are the I'm demons. You're that,
5: all of that's, them, that's Clark. That's the group. That's the group I'm part of.
1: I actually thought I'd be one of the horsemen because, you know, I'm
0: old as fuck and I'm probably going to betray you. No. <laughs> There's like a fifth horseman who's just like hanging in the back and he's just got a martini glass and says, bitchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, Famine,
1: Pestilence, War, and Kalen. It makes Alcoholism. Sense. No,
4: I, I was going to say FOMO,
0: but yeah, that works too.
1: <laughs> Jason Coleman's not part of this.
0: Oh FOMO uh, shows up and he's like, wait, I thought you guys didn't tell me you were getting together. Oh my God.
2: Uh, well, fine. Nobody wants to be a high priestess. It's okay. I'm good here. You um, what, uh, any wrap-up thoughts? Anything you're hoping to see in the uh, upcoming uh, stream of issues? Taylor?
1: Um The ending gave me so much goosebumps. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. And then we saw it and we saw the peak, which is Swords uh, headquarters. And it just ended on that shot. Like, what a great money shot. Like, get me ready for the upcoming chapters of, of Ten of Swords. I'm so into it.
4: Yeah, same. I, I I did have to go a little bit like, how dare you? Jonathan Hickman <laughs> put this all together just to reform sword. And it's called a ten of sword. Like how, how very dare you. Well, I just, I
2: see of. you flipping through the last pages. Like you, you start being like, Ooh, bitch. Oh, bitch. What are you, bitch? And yeah. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh,
4: uh-oh. Yeah. And it's electronic. as how uh-oh. I'm reading uh-oh. it, but I'm still like, how <laughs> yeah, dare. You're, you're still licking
2: your <laughs> finger and then the <laughs> <can> phone. <snap laughs>
4: You're just flipping your
1: phone
2: over and over again. I just go to a new iPad every single time. Every time. Oh my gosh. Uh, Any other big takeaways from uh, Dylan Clark-Brent?
3: I hope that we're going to see more Monet. Uh, To go off of what Ryan was saying, I think this might actually be like a story that we actually will see a lot more Monet when Hickman took over the X-Men books, he did an interview where he talked about his top five mutants and Monet was like number four. He, he t- cheated and had six because he had <laughs> Cannonball and Iceman both as number five, but Monet was one of his favorites. And she hasn't really been in too much except for things that he's been writing himself, which was Pox Pox and giant size X-Men books and, empire so who
1: are the who are the other ones that he mentioned
3: uh magneto emma and sinister mm-hmm.
1: uh, yeah great great yeah. list great good I yeah <laughs> yeah Iceman's kind of a dud but he's gay so we'll give him a pass
2: Had to stick together right <laughs> yeah but, Clara, so, what, do you, what do you think of?
5: i'm hoping that there wasn't there a lot of rumor back like six months ago that there was gonna be an x-corp book
0: yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think that
5: presumably based on it might have been canceled based on all this stuff that's been going on. But going off of the Empire comic, it would make sense because M and Archangel have been shown to be part of that team within the actual comic series is just no comic of it. So I'd yeah. like to see that exist. Please give me that. I would I love to see
1: X-Warp as well, but I do think it's been kind of shuffled to the oh. side uh, because of all the uh, revised plans that they have. Yeah,
5: hey, yeah but not hey Brent, those stupid think- kids and child of the children of the atom.
0: <laughs> so going off of our discussion of, uh, you know, the reformation of S.W.O.R.D., uh, this December, writer Al Ewing and artist Valerio Schiti Ch- will be bringing the first comic series post Ten of S.W.O.R.D.s. It's, of course, titled with the acronym S.W.O.R.D. Uh, the cast is supposed to include Magneto, Abigail Brand, Cable, Frenzy, Wizkid, Fabian Cortez, Former Avenger Manifold, among others. I think this is supposed to connect to Empire stuff, right, Clark?
5: Yeah. How's it all work? I'm very excited for Fabian Cortez. He's a very underrated piece of shit. <laughs> He's awful. <laughs> I'm really excited uh, for that. A monster. Like, I'm so excited. To... Yeah, I'm I'd like excited you to explain for... <laughs> how it's connected. <laughs> you want me to tell people about what Empire was for people who didn't listen? or
0: Didn't you have a whole spiel about how... Yeah. In, this is what this is you tell I don't at.
5: know if you want me to go into the entire thing. Yes, what that's what I one. said it. Okay, tell us so. about It's
2: Clark's corner.
5: <laughs> oh no, this corner is, I, I purposely didn't write it down so it could be a shit show. So anyways, it starts off millennia ago with scrolls as like, you know, this alien race of shapeshifters and they, what they would always do is if they found a planet with two species on it, they would pit them against each other in like a test to see the one that they would want to end up trading with and that kind of stuff. So, on one planet was the Kotadi and the Cree. So, they shoved them off into the moon and each one got a side. The Kree made a big city and were warlike dicks. And the Kotadi, who are tree people, made like a beautiful garden. The The scrolls chose the Kotadi to win, but the Kree are monsters. So, they just massacred the fuck out of them. So, anyways, millennia later, the Katadi still exists, but they're on Earth now, hidden away, and they have, like, temples that the priests of Pama um, keep safe for them, and one, there's, um, the Avengers, suddenly, um, Mantis becomes an Avenger, and swordsmen are Avengers in the 70s, according to our world, and suddenly, there's this idea that there's a celestial Madonna who's going to create like the perfect human that's going to save the universe called the celestial Messiah. And it turns out that Mantis is the one swordsman has recently died and she had been wanting to fuck him for a long time. And so they decide to make like have a tree Katati get his essence to become the swordsman again. They end up getting pregnant and then they go off world and she has a kid. Um, Meanwhile, the uh, Captain, original Captain Marvel has been fucking with uh, the Skrull like princess, and he goes back off, dies of cancer. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And <laughs> all right, that's what happens. And then, meanwhile, um, <laughs> oh sorry, <laughs> meanwhile, Galactus shows up, blows up the entire fucking planet of Skrullos, and we assume that. Everyone died, including the princess and the grandmother, who was the queen at the time. And the, but um, before it blows up, they send Hulkling, who's the, the child of the bond between the princess and Captain Marvel, away with like a, a handmaiden to Earth. So anyways, as we know, Hulkling grows up, becomes a young Avenger, um, gayness with Wiccan, who's the daughter, the daughter, oh shit, son of. <laughs> of uh, the Scarlet Witch. And so then we've got Empire. Suddenly, Koi, who's the name of what the Celestial Messiah is now, shows up and he and the Swordsman and the Katati are pissed and they just want to destroy the Skrull and the Kree, who have become one in an alliance with Hulkling as like the centerpiece because he's half scroll and half Kree. So basically, it's just a bunch of fighting and a bunch of nonsense happens and the miniseries just goes too long but also too short at the same time. Um, Grandma, Grandma Hulkling shows up. And she's just kind of a bitch. She doesn't really do much and then Tati <laughs> don't really do much and then they just kind of swordsman dies and then Croy, C- Croy, uh Kroy, um, he becomes kind of a, 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 a annoying little kid like sneer look back and say i'm going to get you basically and then at the end we see the future oh excuse me they have a big wedding party Hulkling and and wicked had gotten married and abigail brand who is the leader of sword uh ends up quitting alpha flight and just fucking pieces out and then we see in the future hulkling just like battered and bruised and all these like dead, dead bodies around him and he basically it's like, my grandmother is right. All these people are assholes. I shouldn't have tried to, like, keep them all together and that kind of stuff. And suddenly, Abigail Brand shows up. And you see Manifold because he had just opened up this, you know, gate so they could get through. And a lot of people and, like, as we were going to find out, it's Fabian Cortez,
4: et cetera, et cetera. So that's what happened. <laughs> uh, first of all, Clark, thank you for that. Because obviously, Empire stuff is going to work into the sword series so it does make sense with that said what you explained sounded like Scientology to me it was <laughs> it sounded exactly like Scientology no it no no twice. it wasn't
1: Scientology it wasn't and, Scientology
4: and, what was it Kalen?
1: It was C-3PO explaining the entire trilogy of Star Wars, the Ewoks, and Return of the Jedi, and (laughs) Clark was C-3PO, and we're all,
4: whoa. Okay, I'm fine with that. Um, With that said, do you think Swordsman is pissed because he's not involved in this event?
0: Because I do. I think he's just like, like G- G- he's like, hey guys, uh, I have a sword. Are, are you going to need me? I have a sword, and they're like, which, yeah.
4: which corpse version of him do you mean? <laughs> uh, I give them all. Give, <laughs> give me all a Rocco of swordsmen, honestly. Watching
0: from tree hell,
2: shaking his fist, <laughs> saying, "I had one of these." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we got to learn a little bit
1: about uh, the S.W.O.R.D. series even before Marvel's previews officially came out, uh, thanks to Dylan uh, and the House of X Facebook group. So, thanks for that spoiler. Uh, I, I want to start with Dylan about uh, getting your thoughts on what you think about this team and this uh, cr- and the creative team, like the team of characters and uh, Al Ewing and Valerio Shanti.
3: I think the team is really interesting to have three characters like Magneto, Fabian, and Frenzy. I- I'm not sure if it's safe to have a team where <laughs> Magneto has two of his former acolytes on it. Just not a good idea.
1: Uh, I don't
5: know. Abigail Brand can handle them. Yeah, anyone sure. can. I mean, it's called
1: <laughs> Sword. It's not supposed to be safe, right?
3: <laughs> I, um. I didn't really read the Avengers that Hickman did with Manifold, so I don't really know Manifold that well. So,
5: I It was he... interesting, but I don't know. I didn't love it. Incursions I... and blah, blah, blah. Isn't he's he just the, like a the...
3: young version of Gateway?
5: Yeah, he's the really grandson
4: him. of? Yeah. He's I, the
3: okay. grandson of Gateway.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay.
4: It's, uh, it's uh, also like WizKid does not know what he's getting into. At all. <laughs> he's like, I went to the Avengers Academy. I'm sure this will be fine and like does not yeah he is not It's prepared.
1: like the exterminators right <laughs> yeah okay it was good I do you
5: think he's said? do you think he's in a wheelchair or just like you know the pictures that they show where he's like standing up just to show size and everything in costume do you think they're just being dicks when they're showing those costumes or right. is he actually just in a wheelchair the entire time yeah
4: i think they were just showing proportions and like Rude, how the character i know it's tough
1: i mean it's as as bad as the photo of the image showing uh, <laughs> manifold and frenzy, like lightened, uh, like just lightened so much, and it was like this is such a problem. You are erasing, erasing their identity. <laughs> um, and so Valerio Shitti like got on Twitter and he says, "Look, I, the coloring was off in this image, but it's going to be correct. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to give Marvel the benefit of the doubt." And people said, oh, well, they straightened um, Manifold's hair because he, uh, in The Avengers and in Secret Warriors before that, he had kind of mm-hmm. more like dreads. And, um, and Valerio said, like, I'm going to give him more of a traditional, like, indigenous, like, haircut, like, uh, indigenous to Australia haircut. Mm-hmm. So um, I- I'm hoping they get this right. Like, that would be, I'm so excited for this book. I, like, definitely geeked out. But it, I was like, when I saw that image, I was like, this is problematic. <laughs> Clark?
5: I like how Hickman is bringing in a lot of his uh, stuff from Secret Warriors, including uh, Grasscutter and whatever the fuck it's twin sword is because Phobos, the son of Ares had it and he was also one of the Secret Warriors. Yeah. I just like how he's constantly bringing in everything he's ever done in the X-Men, I mean, the Marvel series. Mar-
2: yep. Um, I, for one, am very much looking forward to the second issue where I heard Pettifold is being introduced. What does that mean? Nanny Edible and Eddie Fall. Jesus Christ. Hey, let's, let's move on. <laughs> oh
1: Dylan, 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 <laughs> I'm y- so sorry,
5: so sorry. Dylan
2: is cracking the fuck up, let it be clear. Uh, thankfully we have video on this show, at least we be recording because I nailed it. Um, <laughs> in one (laughs) in one phrase or less what would be your shining moment of the whole week what's the best moment of the week for you uh ryan
4: i'm i'm really already i really i get really excited when these crossovers happen because i love to see like actual x books like intertwining and seeing how the teams come together i i it's it's the greatest time of the year and uh Uh, my favorite favorite moment is because i like i love to get into the uh, like just every little detail of like the swords and stuff like that so when they were naming the swords you know the light of galador the soul sword and then they just go warlock like just like (laughs) name warlock as one of them and i'm like thank you like that is so stupid i'm so on board for this crossover i'm so excited what do you
0: think? The amount of gayness in this that's just right below the surface is so much so that the Avalon Gateway is a giant, gaping asshole. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Kayla. <laughs> <Hello>. um, <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm glad we got to see Kate uh, actually acting on the Quiet Council for once. Um, but did people notice that when they named the swords, they didn't name the Cerebro sword?
3: Oh. That's
1: we, the 12th
2: we, one I was talking about. <laughs> just, uh, Dylan, what were you going to say?
3: Um, I was just going to say my favorite moment was just more sassy M and Opal telling her to hush. And then the next time she tells Monet she can talk, Monet just says, fuck you. So,
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mine is just how I
5: started off today Polaris done right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. She was great. You turn around for that.
2: Yep. Um, mine is Baby Anubis. I really, I mean, I don't know what his real name is <laughs> for. <laughs> I, was like, I, just, I loved how quirky that was. And I was like, it, it just helps fit the mold of like, oh, you're not going to get us too super serious of a, of a comic. You're going a little bit of fantasy. Yeah. Um, so next week, we're going to have X-Factor number four. And we're also going to have special guest Evil Jeff from Comic Book Queers. I want to thank Dylan for being on here. Dylan from House of X. Dylan, you want to do any little fancy plugs uh, and just tell us a little bit more where we can find you?
3: Um, sure. Uh, thanks first again for you five having me. This was way too much fun. I laughed way too much. <laughs> um, but if- You got
2: pettifold. I get it. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yes. I mean, you kind of had to explain it for me to get it. I didn't understand. Don't I was dip like a-
0: back into the well. <laughs>
3: I was like, "Is there a character named Pettifold? I don't know that much about manifold, but."
0: Dylan, um, we're so
2: sorry. We're so. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I won't come back. What um, oh, no. about <laughs> uh,
3: If people listening to this want to listen to me more, um, I have my own podcast called House of X, or you could join my Facebook group that's called House of X as well, or also on Instagram and Twitter. But I keep changing the name, so just look for House of X and you'll find it.
4: <laughs> also, I've been changed lot- Homo
5: Superior quite a few times because Homo is not
2: allowed on Facebook. <laughs> yeah,
5: it, it gets
4: outlawed a lot. You should also plug your Instagram because you do you do a lot of great like uh, uh, cosplay and stuff. Mm. Is it great
3: cosplay, or is it just because I wore a speedo? <laughs> um,
4: uh, <laughs> it could be it was, too bad. It, it, it was comics accurate <laughs> and great. So how in-
2: thirsty people can't tell the difference, and that's exactly why you have an Instagram <laughs> account. <laughs> no, true.
3: Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Warpath underscore Dylan, and that is D-Y-L-A-N.
0: Awesome. All right. Uh, well, this has been our Crossing Swords issue. Uh, you can find us, Homo Superior, on iTunes, Spotify, Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast, Twitter at Homo Superior X, and you can listen to our regular pod issues they will be, you know, the same issue number with a little 0.5. We won't have the same Crossing Swords logo, obviously, but be sure to check that out. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Dylan.
4: Bye. Thanks, Dylan. Bye. Bye.